Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitball and Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Keenan Bonner and Sean Shoot. This week, the matchup on the table is 1997's Liar Liar versus 2012's That's My Boy, Jim Carrey versus Adam Sandler. This could have been huge back in the day. Now would be more like uh, when Cotto faced Sergio Martinez at the Garden. <laughs> but we'll get started. Liar Liar, synopsis. We start off with, well... The rules kind of went out the window last week for which film we start with, so uh, we're starting with Liar Liar. A fast-track lawyer can't lie for 24 hours due to his son's birthday wish after he disappoints his son for the last time. I've got the sign of the times for 1997. I'd assume none of us have too many vivid memories of then, so maybe this will refresh things for us. It It looks like a big year. I wish I could have remembered more of it. Start on a somber note. Notorious B.I.G. was murdered, um, and his album Life After Death was subsequently released. So there's some good coming from that, but obviously not fantastic. Um, Men in Black hit cinemas and cemented Will Smith as a box office star. He also released his album Big Willie Style, which featured Getting Jiggy with It, Miami, and of course Men in Black. They I listened to them this morning. Huge. Uh, Batman and Robin, the best ever superhero film was released featuring George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Uma Thurman, Alicia Silverstone and changed superhero films forever because uh, they say movie directors didn't want another to be to be like that basically so it did a lot of good uh, the movie Titanic was released Alan Iverson completed his first season in the NBA South Park debuted and Kenny was killed for the first time. Princess <laughs> Diana died. Rage Against the Machine and Wu-Tang Clan toured together. Wow. Mario Kart and GoldenEye came out on the N64. First Harry Potter book was published. Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear. Aqua released Barbie Girl and Hanson released Mbop. Oof. Tamagotchis were the most popular Christmas gift, and Johnny Bravo and Cow and Chicken both debuted on Cartoon Network. What a year! And I went back to back at Wars' Club Fancy Dress Championship. <laughs> Only person to ever go back to back. So what? You did it at two and three, or three and four? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did it in no. So I did it in '96 and '97. As uh, what, what, Postman what, what, Pat, the first Postman Pat, the first year, and the second year was uh, as Gaza, but I think I won it because I was crying. <laughs> so obviously from 1990, that's why I won. Authentic. <laughs> You've got the beak for Postman Pat as well. That's authentic. Yeah, yeah. Critics reviews then. We would struggle to have two more polar opposite critics reviews. <laughs> and I said last week that was the case, but when we get to the That's My Boy reviews, 
Yeah, you're in for you're in for a treat. <laughs> so liar liar, Carey has never been better. That is to say, funnier or more controlled. He's reached a higher performance plateau here, playing a real human being we care about rather than a goon figure. Carey, unique among American stars, doesn't need story or writing for delight. He needs only room, and liar liar gives him plenty. This is essentially a one-joke movie, but it's a nifty joke. True. And then one slightly negative, and I don't know if that's just because of who their acting preferences are, but uh, essentially the actor is miscast here. Unlike Robin Williams, he isn't good with children. In fact, you don't even sense that he likes his child co-star. There's no rapport. (laughs) Which I, I thought quite the opposite when I watched it. I thought they were quite a believable father and son, but Obviously, this critic thought otherwise. Yeah, it's harsh, isn't it? Yeah, by the end of it, when he gives that little emotional sort of speech to him and stuff, you just quite gripped on that. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was believable the whole way through, and then it, I thought when the time has passed that he can tell the truth again, and he tells his son, "Oh, by the way, it's half an hour past." I thought you really didn't need to say <laughs> you really <laughs> didn't need to say this. I guess his son's emotion- gutted face. The emotional sentiment, I guess, is that he could have lied. He didn't. <laughs> um, so that that's uh, the critics' reviews. So very well received. I think most still have it down as probably top two performance in Jim Carrey's career. And this is off the back of him doing The Mask, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber. So essentially he is his first role in God knows how long playing a normal bloke. I do agree with him as well. He's, it's, I prefer him in a character where he isn't just having to be an idiot. He's got other facets to his character. Well, they they were right in which they said it is one joke done well for the whole film, but that's essentially what happens with all his films. It's just that maybe it's not such a good joke that's repeated throughout, and they're even through films I enjoy. It's true, isn't it? But then, you know, a lot of things are, in theory, one-joke films, aren't they? Yeah. I can't... I know this is the most extreme example of it, but normally something happens to someone and then it all pales from there, so... Well, I've got the, I've got the trivia here, so... When he beats himself up in the toilet, uh, <laughs> no sound effects were used. Those are really the sounds of his head slamming into the urinal floor and walls. Jeez. It was a rubber toilet seat is... Uh, the only consolation I've got there. <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey declined the role of Dr. Evil in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery so he could be more committed to this film. Wow. Sheesh. So that's a good one we got there. Um, that is a great bit of trivia, that is. Yeah. Much like we just said, Jim Carrey agreed to do the film, so it's just he was happy to play a normal person. Uh when Max asks his dad, if I keep making this face, will it, will it get stuck this way? And he replies, no, in fact, some people make a good living yeah. that way, making a tongue-in-cheek reference to his own career. To himself, yeah, I did, I did think that. Yeah. He was paid $20 million for this film, so maybe him turning down Dr. Evil was partly due to him needing to focus on this film as much as him really getting into character. Yeah, I'm not sure you're going above and beyond, really, are you there? I think £20 million is probably the least you can do. <laughs> Just focus on this. 
the script wasn't always about a lawyer. Fletcher was almost a politician or real estate agent. Politician could have worked well. Yeah, although it doesn't always seem like they come around with the right choice by the end. It's never yeah. usually a what if, and it's a bad what if. No, true. But I guess we're not having that conversation about them if they do. If they go horribly wrong, yeah. hopefully it wouldn't be in our, our film. I don't know, maybe everyone wouldn't agree. Uh, my favourite bit of trivia then from this film, uh, as Fletcher reads, so Jim Carrey is leaving the court building, he's asked, hey Fletcher, how did it go in there? By the real-life Chris Darden, the lawyer that prosecuted O.J. Simpson, to which Fletcher replies, just another victory for the wrongfully accused, to which Darden comments, yeah, right. No fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I feel like the people that notice it would have been like whacking the person in the arm next to him in the cinema, like pointing out that's who it was. That would almost bug you as well if you weren't quite sure if it was him for the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah. Now you say it, I can, I can see it, but I yeah. wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even thought about it at the time. If the glove, if the glove don't fit, you must quit. <laughs> yep. So you got that there. Um, the film was rewritten by Judd Apatow, which uh, went uncredited. Oh, I didn't, I didn't take down the full story. Seems Sorry, to have a lot of uncredited writing, yeah. like late nineties, early two thousand. Seems to have had, it, had his hand in just about everything. <laughs> his career could probably have taken off a lot sooner if people had just given him some credit. Yeah, if he if he appears in in some of these, he, he might be running the world by now. But he just, he's like the opposite not, of Timberland. Yeah, like exactly. Timberland just gets his name on everything. You think, Hang on, where actually was he in this? This guy's the opposite. My, my favourite, I know he produced it, but my favourite example of that is, uh, is Apologise with One Republic. Yeah. Yeah. I know he produced I know he produced it, but he just makes that one noise throughout the song. The beauty so, of that is, is when people get like defensive about it, it's like, well, he did produce it. It's like, okay, in that case, every <laughs> song ever is going to be featuring someone, isn't it? Well, that's what it transformed. So these days, producers have their own little like thing they put at the start. Like you have like the Mike Will made it one. Yeah, you know, yeah on yeah. a beat. You start making you get all the kind of well. old heads cursing when that happens. <laughs> Another one. Yeah, I didn't note down the entire story of it, but so the script was out there and it was completely different to this, and the concept was still there. A guy can't tell alive for twenty four hours. Obviously, directors loved it. They knew how many different directions they could go with it. So they bought the script to ensure that they could be the ones to do it. And then they just picked the whole thing apart and they ended up rewriting the entire script. So the only thing that stayed was the name Fletcher and the concept of a guy can't stay alive for 24 hours. So they borderline just wasted their money on buying the script in the first place when they could have just made their own script with the concept. Jeez, what a strange... Yeah, they end up having like four or five people again pass between them. Some would do a rewrite, pass to them, they rewrite that bit until they were left with what you get now. I suppose it's one of them, though, isn't it, where if they've sold the screenplay, you've got to take, you've got to take yeah. the warts and all. Um, and, and then even with that, then you've probably got Jim Carrey doing all sorts of improvisations to the <laughs> yeah. script that's taken this many rewrites. You have to imagine he's... He's got a say on it somewhere, and he's not. Yeah. Well, he's... Did you watch the outtakes? No. Someone messaged me before, and if you go back and watch them, and they said like the outtakes are almost as good as the film, and they they are very good. 
yeah, you find that with find that with a lot of things that don't you that the outtakes are yeah just as good if they put them in then it's normally because they're good. Uh, a couple of nitpicks from the film. Uh, just before Greta storms out the firm, she asks Fletcher about the unfair ruling in uh, her friend's house where the burglar broke in. That's when he says, uh, I could have got a 10. And he says he didn't understand the question. Obviously, he didn't understand the question because he answers it. And at this point, he's not supposed to be able to lie. So he clearly tells a lie there and that just gets by in the script. Yeah, yeah. There's another bit even in the courthouse as well. I can't remember what it was, but when he's like, uh, he's, he's obviously he said, getting that blonde woman off the thing. There's, it's kind, there's kind of a way he gets around the question. Where I was thinking the principle of this is you can't get around anything. Yeah. Well, in the first time when he doesn't see his son and he says to Audrey that he was certain the case would settle. And it was like earlier in the scene, They've done the opposite and said that they weren't going to settle already. So he's lied there as well. And they just say that's lied. So essentially his brain is just determining what lies he can tell rather than he can't lie. <laughs> Maybe he had a free pass of a certain amount and he wasted them on them. On stupid little lies. <laughs> this film could have gone a completely different direction. There was two casting what ifs for uh, Jim Carrey's role. And that was Steve Martin was the first one. Okay. And he only missed out due to scheduling conflicts with another film he was doing. And the other one was Hugh Grant. <laughs> what? Sheesh. That becomes a very different film. Yeah. Hugh Grant and the... <laughs> Maybe they just wanted a brunette male. And that was... <laughs> <laughs> so Hugh Grant, we can make this work. It doesn't really work with him. Because his whole thing is like he just stumbles over words in a British accent. How would you do yeah. when you can't can't lie? It would just be him just muttering for an entire <laughs> film. Did did the concept at all bother you in that once you realise you're in that predicament, you would just stay home, surely? He doesn't really have a choice, does he? Doesn't make a great film, I know. You can phone, <laughs> in, sick. You, you can phone in sick for twenty four hours. Well, he couldn't phone in because then he'd be lying. Well, that's true, but he's, <laughs> got, he's got to do something. The wish that his son says as well doesn't even say that he has to tell the truth. It's just that he can't lie. So he's been done dirty there as well. <laughs> yeah, whoever's granted this wish has been very specific. <laughs> a lie by omission, is it still a lie? It's one of the great, one of the great moral questions, I suppose, isn't it? If <laughs> it keeps quiet, is he still technically lying? <laughs> One of the bits of trivia which I didn't take down itself was that the producers said that they chose purposely to not explain why the lie was granted. And I don't know if that's one of them where they make it out like it's this like big creative choice, more of a, there's no real way to explain this without it being a completely different film. They've essentially made it like a fantasy film without doing any other fantasy like element. Yeah, for the best of that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Imagine if they'd introduced some sort of, I don't know, like Guardian Angel, it just becomes very <laughs> odd if that's what's going on. Yeah, it would have been a nightmare. I mean, the film obviously did very well. The first time I saw it was on Tuesday of this week, so I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I don't know how 
the rest of you felt about it if you'd seen it before or how many times before or that kind of thing I've seen it before um, it's probably my second favourite Jim Carrey film to be honest the first one would be The Truman one. Show which isn't even a comedy so. <laughs> I've not seen that actually no that's just a genuine great film and another case of play, him playing someone a bit straighter and it works but it's a, the concept more than anything with that film yeah. I think whereas this is that perfect balance of He's a bit straight, but it's a really good comedy without him just having to be stupid, I think. Yeah, he, he gets, he, he kind of given the freedom, isn't he, to do what he does well without being given, like, it looks like in his other films where he's almost the director. It's like LeBron at the Cavs. Yeah. Where there was a GM, but LeBron was the first GM and it was, there was like a secondary GM behind him. And that <laughs> seems like what it is in some of his other films where, he essentially has the free reign and then it's just everyone else is working to the gym. He's got a slightly tighter leash on this. Yeah, which works well because he maybe Definitely. then he has to be tighter with the change that he's going to make and he has to think about it more. Yeah. If, if we go on to the categories for this film then, so in terms of rewatchability, it, it, it's, it's perfect for that. I would say because of the runtime, if anything, hour and twenty six minutes is a right around the the perfect ninety minute mark for a comedy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's quite a. I think it's one of those films that you could. One of those films that's on like, on an afternoon, a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, um, and if you haven't got much else on, you put it on. It's kind of like a feel good. Film, so I mean, I've only watched it a couple of times, but um, I definitely think you could watch it quite a few times and still get the same enjoyment out of it. Because I don't think it's one of those films where it's it's not like one line jokes where it would get you the first time. Yeah. Uh, whereas you can watch it again and still enjoy it. Well, there's quite a bit of physical comedy in there as well, even just with the expression and things like that. So yeah, yeah. It's Jim Jim Carrey is always going to be some <laughs> This is wheelhouse, and it's what he's what he's good at. Um, I mean, he's a funny bloke, anyway. But when you give him the chance to to get a little bit looser with it, it's probably where he's at his best. Did you draw any comparison with uh, when he's trying to lie and he kind of just makes all the noises, and then it's almost the exact same as what they have Steve Carell do in Bruce Almighty when he's on the news. Uh, I don't know if that's a conscious. That thing, is true, but... isn't it? When his tongue's just waggling around and all sorts. Yeah. Got to say, didn't even put the two together as I was re-watching it. There yeah. we go. That's why a uh, four-man team, everyone's uh, bringing <laughs> their own little bit of thing. Um, in terms of the the best quote then, this is usually the best part of the show when we go down the list. It's harder to do it, I think, for this because as we've yeah. just said, so... I mean, I've taken some down. It's not the kind of six pages that I usually have. The first kind of real no, mentionable one, I think, was uh, when Miranda says, that was incredible, was it good for you? And he says, I've had better. And that's <laughs> the first time he lies. And even then, when he's just Tells repeating it to himself in the morning. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you really can't believe he said it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just cracking up to himself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favourite ones, maybe my favourite of the film, is uh, 
I think it's the next morning at work where someone says, hey, Fletcher, how's it hanging? <laughs> yeah. short, shriveled and always to the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very uh, also, talking to co-workers, I, I always like, there's, hey, what's up, Fletcher? Your cholesterol fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's decent. Uh, I was... I've got where, where they're in the, where he's in court. Uh, it's not necessarily one quote, but it's like an exchange where um, he says... Uh, that he he just says I object, and then the judge is like, "Why?" And then he just says, "Because it's devastating to my kids." <laughs> just before that, he's got a little bit where he's gonna. How can it be proved that that voice is not Mister <laughs> Mister Cole? Yeah, <laughs> you're such a better lover than my husband. <laughs> Literally, would nothing would ever be that explicit in someone saying it, but it works so brilliantly. I saw the the scene which I think is one of the more memorable is when he's in uh, the lift with uh, the well-stacked woman. With the jokes. And, yeah, I knew what was going to happen, obviously, because I get the pictures for the like, social media and all of that, a bit boring there, but so just searching Lie Lie before I'd seen the film, and I see a picture of him covering his eyes <laughs> in the lift, and I thought, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> and still laugh when it got to it. Because in, uh, in the outtakes, he's saying uh, he wants to punch those bags like Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a boxer, I would bounce those things like Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded that being in the film, to be fair. I quite like it. <laughs> yeah. It's whether they can get away with she it. Says she should have gone a bit more uh, smussy. Everyone's been real nice. <laughs> That's because you've got big jugs. <laughs> There's a fair point to be made there as well. Yeah, People certainly. are nicer. It's still in the court scene, which is probably alongside that. I know it's a lot longer, but the most memorable scene of the film is uh, when he's, he's, he's quizzing... Uh, I forgot the bloke's name, but, you know, the guy who's been accused of uh, sleeping with the other defendant. Um, yeah. He says you had sex with every time you met, didn't you? Didn't you, like? <laughs> he says you slammed her, you dunked her donut, you gave her dog a snossage. <laughs> you stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, dunked her donut is one. It is a euphemism that I really do quite like. Um, it's a shame that didn't catch on. Um, <laughs> What's a snossage? Do not know. He could. He, he could gave her dog a snossage. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've heard it before, though. I I do like um when it, when his lad asks him about wrestling. He's like, "Oh, it's wrestling, really." He's like, "Yeah, in the, in the Olympics, <laughs> yes." <laughs> On Channel Twenty Three, now. <laughs> That's dangerous. If you tell someone that you can't tell a lie, he actually got off quite lightly in terms of what people asked him. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely Hollywood. Um, <laughs> if, if there was ever a scenario in real life where someone couldn't, <laughs> couldn't lie, it's only ever going to be horrible questions you get. <laughs> if on this podcast today, if I say Sean came on here and said I watched a film last night and now I can't lie, we'd be here for hours. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. His life would be ruined. <laughs> the thing we had him confessing to. I'd as well. Uh, what kind of stuff would you be asking? You don't want that on the podcast, I don't think, Sean. We'd have to stop, we'd have to stop the recording, honestly. <laughs> Audrey's saying, so did you have any fellow trying to find in the place? 
and he says, all right, I'm late, I'm out of gas, the gauge is broken, rough neighbourhood too, good thing I was wearing neutral gang colours, I was to rip out my nine and bust a cap. <laughs> <laughs> Any others to mention? I've got a couple more, but just conscious <laughs> what me in, going on. In reference to your uh, thing with the when he tells a woman he's had better sex, he makes a direct reference to him in the court when he's like a the judge goes, how are we this morning? He's like, I had a bad sexual episode last night. And the judge goes, well, you're young. It'll happen more and more. In the meantime, <laughs> should we get down to business? <laughs> that judge, I don't know if it's one of them as well, where it's people reading too much into it, but they say, can you all rise to the honourable judge or whatever? And he kind of mutters honourable and laughs under his breath. And people say, maybe the whole time he was able to decipher who else was and wasn't telling the truth too. And that's why he's saying it. It's a corrupt judge, but that might be people reading too much into it. I think they might. Be. <laughs> he's probably just when, playing the odds, isn't he? Yeah, when he when he's first impressing, uh, to try and be a partner, and he's got the lady, the woman he later goes on to defend in court, and she's trying to convince her that she's been hard done by. He, she says, uh, "Where would Tina Turner be right now?" She'd rolled over and said, "Hit me again! I put some stank on it." Rolling on the river, that's where she'd be. She'd be on Thunderdome because she decided to send a message. Wake up, sisters. There's no such thing as a weaker sex. That is superb, Kerry. Put some stank on it. (laughs) One of the quotes that made me laugh most in that is uh, he's got the blonde woman up. He's obviously called her up himself. And he love a lawyer. He's badgering the witness. It's his witness. <laughs> no, that, that whole scene is great. Probably quite famous. Quite, probably quite famous in this film. Actually, is um, that I, I find you in contempt. I hold myself in contempt. It's probably one of the more well-known quotes from this. Episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that scene's been replayed everywhere. Then got so next up is actually the best moment of the scene from the film. So, which would you narrow it down to if you had to, from even from the ones we've said or a different one that we've not yet mentioned? Uh, I've well, the two I put down were either the the roasting scene where he has to go <laughs> in and then tell the truth to all of the people that he works with. Yeah. <laughs> slightly different for, it's not really funny but the airport scene where he's like chasing the plane down and then he just turns up in the middle of the window of the plane uh, so that whole bit there are my two that was quite incredible the fact that the stair lift is keeping up with the plane is impressive <laughs> yeah, in itself. incredible how slow and is that plane how quick is the thing <laughs> the balance is on the top and then he manages to maintain just the right speed once he gets up to their window and how they don't seem to be as impressed as they should be by the fact that he is on a stair lift alongside yeah. the plane. Yeah. <laughs> or even concerned. They're not even concerned. Like he should probably be dying. He should probably be getting swept up and yeah. killed. I saw a I saw a clip yesterday. There was something in London where they were doing like a raffle for a house. And they phoned up and put this girl on Instagram Live to tell her she'd won. 
And they said, oh, congratulations, you've won this house. She said, can you send that by email, please, or I'm not going to believe you. <laughs> and then they're like, no, no, you're on Instagram Live, you can join us now and all this. And she's like, all right, thank you then. Thanks. Uh, bye. Just so like <laughs> unimpressed. And they're on the phone looking around like, this is not what we wanted. <laughs> Like millennials. All the comments are saying they should take it off of it and then apparently she started crying after to make people feel bad. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I said to Sean when I was watching last night that you could tell it was um you could tell it was pre nine eleven. You had a lot of trouble. <laughs> a guy a like him running around an airport and then getting a hold of that thing. This is a very different situation. I laughed yeah, more doesn't... than I should have it him telling the guard to look away and then him just crouching in and being carried in on the little <laughs> turn stop. How, how did he get into that bag and just uh, <laughs> and get out as well? I was maybe noticing getting in. the exact right moment where he couldn't <laughs> see to get out. It's his experience from the mask. He's mastered the arts. <laughs> what, what would be uh, your favourite scene, TK? Uh, it's a good choice I'm sure not to be fair I mean the whole thing does revolve around the courtroom doesn't it? that's when it's at its best but maybe in one particular scene I think the first bit where like you said where he's that first run from the elevator through the office when he realises he can't yeah. lie I think is the best where he's got her with the boobs he's got the guy the fat guy is Keenan referenced you've got the guy who's completely forgettable who he obviously tells that as well <laughs> and I can't remember what that, that last spot was, on he's the like nose. don't even ask and it's, <laughs> it's a spot uh, on the nose yeah 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 so I'm going to say cause it, he calls it a pop mark or something yeah just, <laughs> a, just a pop mark eventually or a pop yeah. yeah the woman with the hair his recept not the recept but the like, outside receptionist that's a good point with that one, where he could say, that, don't even ask. Like, you could probably have said that to everyone. Yeah. Anyone ask him a tricky question, just don't even ask. Don't even ask. No, that's a, that's, that's a good point. Uh, what what would be your favourite scene there, Keenan? Probably the cliche when it comes to this film, but I'm going to go for the courtroom scene towards the end, just because it ties it all together. And it's probably the thing I've, before watching, before putting it back on to rewatch, it was watched that for me the most and it still, still would be mm. yeah definitely next up then so we had uh, the best side character for this film which, which would you pick as ever it's does, hard work in a Jim Carrey film isn't it does the claw count as a side character <laughs> <laughs> I thought the, the receptionist was good value Greta she was good value wasn't she I went for the judge, but I don't even know if I've sort of got enough material to go for the judge. I just thought he was quite, he was funny here in bits and pieces. I'd give you the judge. Even when he goes, it's only out of pure morbid, morbid yeah. curiosity that I'm allowing this free show to continue. <laughs> I just thought he was almost acting like a narrator at that point. He was like, you know, I'm going to see how this yeah. runs out. Let's carry on. Um, I mean, for the character she played, uh, Jennifer Tilly as Samantha Cole was quite good in just being there. Awful, awful woman that is now the stereotype of every woman in a divorce to someone that owns like a business. Yeah, yeah. He made her eleven million pounds, and she wants to fight for an extra ten grand. <laughs> Charles, no. Uh, 
Is she a contender yeah. for the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame? No. Why? <laughs> she is not in there. I don't think she's that great. I was going to she... say, I was going to make a suggestion about the the man to potentially go in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't argue against that. Obvious. It's not. She's not like obviously attractive, but she's still. I reckon she could be in there. I thought in the start she looked like a Poundland version of Jennifer Aniston. I was thinking it. that. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was <laughs> She's got the same hair as well, isn't she? Yeah, it's hard to call someone a Poundland version and not sound harsh. I wouldn't say Poundland, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, you know, it's a scale, isn't it? Because a Poundland version of Jennifer Aniston is still better than a lot of faces. It's still better better than a Wakefield version of a lot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly that. I wouldn't object to her being the next entry of the Hall of Fame. Who, more return? Yes, correct. I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with it. I which one? Wait, which one? Are, that... are you still talking about the cheating wife or the man? No, I've agreed <laughs> with. I think I don't think she's that great to be in there. I don't. She was being cautious. That, okay. I don't okay. think she's that good looking that she couldn't be in there. I think there's what? one thing that's making that's making her look a lot better looking than she is. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, where does the uh, the boss that he has sex with, where does she stand on that? Oh. I'd say it's the woman in, I'd say woman in the lift and then uh, her and then probably uh, his wife. Samantha Cole and then, and then probably his wife after all of them. <laughs> so she probably is right <laughs> to be the entry of the you, film. Uh, you reckon the gold digging woman is better than the wife? <laughs> She's got a set of, a set of bags. <laughs> well, in that. that case, then she should be the one entering the Hall of Fame. No, because she's still... I think... No, no. It's tricky, isn't it? Because that the wife's got that perfect sort of in-between. Well, sure. Yeah. If, where she's bored if you're saying that the wife is better looking than Samantha Cole, yet it was outrageous to say that she should be in the Hall of Fame, but the wife should be. But I really don't know what you're saying. Well, he's saying she's not... So even if this, the whole point with this Hall of Fame is that obviously it's a bit borderline, Sean is obviously slandering this woman and saying she is far, far below yeah. borderline. Yeah, that's below. Which I think well. is maybe a little bit disrespectful, but I'm not putting on the same point as you are, so I'm somewhere in between the two of you. But it's a certain kind of look as well. Yeah, I think, bit, I think that's... A, a bit plain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that part of it. I, I, I do think, I don't think this is really breaking news for anyone listening to the podcast that, um, we all have different ideas of what the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame is before opening the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame. <laughs> it was kind of, we went a different direction by Keenan and Sean hijacking the first week of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's when it fell in on itself. Um, I, I actually said to Keenan, fit women in there. I actually said to Keenan that, I think we should do a recasting of that and swap Heather for Jessica because if you're saying about <laughs> yes, because, this woman because is Jessica is the borderline one, Heather isn't borderline. Yeah, <laughs> she could be in like a not a first ballot, but she could get in the legit Hall of Fame. I would just suggest Jessica's far below 
cardboard am I? What's, what's my point? I think they. I think you can make a case they are both in it. Okay. One, well, one maybe first ballot. One. You got. You want few... this to be like the WWE Hall of Fame here? You're gonna have like the honky tonk man <laughs> entering the Hall of Fame. Well, you were just trying to get the the cheating wife in. Well, yeah, because I thought she was she was good looking, but not that good looking. No, I don't know what Jessica from American Pie did to Keenan, but it must have been bad because he's <laughs> he's had some daggers for that one. Byron, you need to uh, I'm very, I'm you very need to tweet one. out or put it on Instagram who is actually in it. Who who's in <laughs> the Hall of Fame currently? Who have we put in it? Well, I'll start a thread when we've got a couple of entries. Okay, but all right, yeah. At the moment, the first person that asks me. What's the determining factors? <laughs> I'm going to have to say, well, I don't know because I have the factors. <laughs> Is that true? Sean have changed it. <laughs> imagine if we started getting heat off. Imagine if we started getting heat off Leslie Mann. She stumbled across it. Well, what's this all about? It's supposed to be the borderline, hence why Sir Humphrey Cole fits it more <laughs> than more attorney. I actually no. said to, I said to Byron, I think name after Leslie Mann's disrespectful to Leslie Mann. I think she, she she she's too good looking to get in her own call of fame. <laughs> we don't have the conversation without mine and Sean's conversation, which essentially was about 30 seconds long. So I don't know what it is. There's something there. Yeah. And that was the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And that That's was all perfectly for the Paula and Jennifer Aniston. I don't know if there's <laughs> something about her that it's more, there's nothing too bad about her. <laughs> so she actually is the opposite. But if I'm being outvoted, then I'll. Hey, we're a democracy. I just feel like she would be the um, the, the cheating wife would be like the TO. It would be a disruption to the Hall of Fame. She won't get on with everyone else in there. Doesn't <laughs> matter if she gets on with anyone else in there. <laughs> we're not actually getting them together. <laughs> Oh, well, I like I like to view the scenario if they do meet up like the Hall of Fame they meet up every year. I would say more attorney, more attorney in that film is closer to Leslie Mann. <laughs> would be what would be my point, and that's why if that's if that's your your standard, she'd be closer to that, which is why I'd say she she'd go in it. Uh, while we're doing this, can can we have a revote? Because I really don't feel like Heather should be in this Hall of Fame. It's right, fine. <laughs> You can take her out. I'm just, I'm just not giving you the vote to put Jessica from American Pie into it. <laughs> we, well, we don't need your vote. We just need uh, Sean, need essentially, because because TK agrees. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, you Sean can take her out. Sean in fact, she got in. In fact, Heather got in with two. So. <laughs> Wait, no, Jessica's not going in. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye. You just said she was. No, sorry, I thought you meant about wanting Heather not to be in it. We did let Heather in with two, so technically, mine and TK's vote should be the overall in factors. No, you need a majority to get in the Hall of Fame. No, he's trying to turn this into the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> this Hall of Fame came a lot more serious than I thought. I think you, you yes, know what it was as good of a boundary as yes, we <laughs> could have had. The fact this discussion is happening is actually the perfect barometer <laughs> as to why she is perfect. You changed the, the rules. But you're the only one having this discussion. I'll give you my feelings. Below no, because that, TK that feels like... the way as well. I'm saying the fact is, if it's a discussion, then it probably makes the cut. 
but we'll move on. <laughs> I think we need this is like a, we've got another laid bird in our judging panel here. <laughs> Adelaide Bonner. <laughs> Please don't ever compare me to, to them again. <laughs> All right, the the other categories I think are mainly ones that we'll tackle when we get on to the next film. So if we move on to <clears throat> That's My Boy. We'll get to we'll be our, on my notes. So while in his teens, Donnie fathered a son, Todd, and raised him as a single parent until Todd's 18th birthday. Now Donnie resurfaces just before Todd's wedding after years apart, sending the grooms-to-be's world crashing down. Sean, you watched this for the first time this week. We speculated last week that after your thoughts on Sex Drive, that you may hate this also. Can you give us your opinion? Well, I realised when watching it, I had actually seen bits of it before. I think... No, I hadn't watched all of it all the way through, but I'd seen probably about half of it. Um, but I thought it was much better than Sex Drive. Um, I, I, I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, I thought it was still, as I think you alluded to, it was not quite peak Sandler, but very, very close to it. Uh, so it's still an enjoyable, enjoyable. I think Liar Liar is ultimately the better film. As such, but in hey, terms of enjoyment, comparisons, yeah. <laughs> in terms of enjoyment and, and watching, I thought it was good. Um, so yeah, you, that might part of that might come into you played down my expectations by saying it was like Sex Drive, and then I actually enjoyed watching it. So maybe that boosted it up a little bit. Well, my mum saying that Lie Lie was a load of shite, and then I watched it and enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, critics' reviews. Then there's no sign of the times for this because we did 2012 last week for Project X. So. Here we go. This is quite the marathon here. Um, <laughs> vulgar, tasteless, mean-spirited, and most offensive of all, not funny. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to watch something funnier than that's my boy. It's a video of my mother being torn apart by bears. Good day. <laughs> Why has he got that video? <laughs> <laughs> Why did he keep it? What kept it? Sandler continues to play the same idiot character he's done since Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. The difference is this guy lacks any of the innocent charm that helped make those movies work. This crude and unfunny comedy is easily the worst movie of 2012. We're actually just scratching the surface here. <laughs> Crass comedy That's My Boy adds closer than up or raunchiness to Sandler's usual mix of stupidity and sentimentality. Warning, this film contains scenes of incest, masturbation, gerontophilia, statutory rape, and Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> they should have put that on the front of the DVD. <laughs> it may be the worst film in any genre ever made. <laughs> the script which resorts to incest for laughs is utterly puerile regular co-stars Rob Schneider and David Spade are thankfully missing although screen irritant Nick Swardson is still on hand 
here playing a striptease patron who tells an obese dancer to use my face as your toilet. <laughs> the phrase boys will be boys is the only way to explain anyone liking this movie. <laughs> and finally, as hard our sexual wish fulfillment comedies made for 13 year old boys go, it's another one. <laughs> So there you go. I just I feel bad because I actually quite like the film, so these people yeah. don't know what they're talking about. No taste. If they, if they I do specifically the take um, Rotten Tomatoes off of you audience reviews and critics reviews, and I always take the critics reviews, so there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, I mean, these must have been in for a shot when he released Jack and Jill. Uh, <laughs> if they thought this was that bad. There's one, the Jack and Jill came out before this, I believe. Oh, there's one that it? says, uh, just when you thought Sandler couldn't sink any lower, he managed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the trigger I've got here, my favourite one, uh, when Andy Sandberg got married, he invited Adam Sandler to the wedding. Sandler showed up as his character in this movie, Outfit and All. That's so good. <laughs> uh, one of the rare Adam Sandler movies not to make back its budget. It was shot for seventy million and grossed fifty-seven million worldwide. Susan Sarandon also played Andy Sandberg's mother in Mother Lover, which is a great song. Yep. I was played <laughs> through the kind of uh, Lonely Island's main hits. To, they've got some real anthems. <laughs> I remember once I was singing Mother Lover to myself in the house. And Scott just looked at me, the most disgusted anyone's ever looked, just and just baffled, like, why is he, what is he saying? <laughs> well, I, um, what I realised as well when I was, and then I discovered trivia after that, is when I was watching it, I recognised that the, the young Mrs. McGonagall and then the old one is obviously Susan Sarandon. And they played, they were both in an episode of Friends where they play the mother and daughter in that. And then they they find that, and, and then realise they are actually mother and daughter yeah. as well in real life, <laughs> which hit me sensational. Um, the film's original title was "I Hate You, Dad," which was later changed to "Donnie's Boy" before settling on its present title. So there you go. That's my boy. It does work a lot better. Really does. I uh, also think. Mis- I was going to say, I think that. The casting on this one is perfect. Like I could genuinely see that Andy Samberg would be Adam Sandler's son. <laughs> I feel like that could actually happen. <laughs> I've actually got a point on that, which uh, get on to. But the masseuse at whom Donnie makes a pass is actually his wife, Jackie Sandler. Huh. Huh. Wow. And a little tidbit, uh, Tubby Took, the obese runner in the marathon, finishes at Two hours, one minute, 37 seconds, which would actually be the best ever time for a marathon. <laughs> the record, two hours, 2.57. Had, had, had you forgotten about that completely? Because by the time it got to the end, I had just forgotten about that completely until they flashed it up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah. watching it for the first time? Or yeah, the first time, yeah. The yeah. second time I remembered, but the first yeah, time... I- that would be quite sensational the second time around I'd forgotten again. I'd forgotten it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> and still had the same shot value. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I can't remember honestly whether I remembered that or not. The commentary on that alone, his commentator says he's actually gaining ground on the Ethiopians. <laughs> <laughs> if we go on to the categories for this, then so uh, rewatchability, I think. It's somewhat hampered by the runtime because it is nearly two hours. Yeah. Keenan, I know you weren't a huge fan of Adam Sandler's accents in this film. And so two hours is a long time. So I challenge you. Yeah, he actually (laughs) So I I tried to watch it the other week. Um, I I think I was hungover and it was just easy. It would be easy to watch and it was just, it was getting to me. (laughs) <laughs> about half hour in, so I switched it, switched it off, and I texted Byron last night, thinking that, saying this is just going to enrage me for the next couple of hours. But by the end of it, <laughs> I yeah, I came back around on it. It charmed me. Just what was what was the point at when you were hungover that did it for you? Um, I can't remember. I just, I just remember getting to it. It was about half hour in. I was just like, no, nah, fuck this. <laughs> if you were hungover with him going, deplaying, deplaying. <laughs> Sure, are you? Why are you getting so serious? I still got the tattoo I got when I was when I was a teenager, and I'm fine with it, you know. Deplane, deplane, deplane. Yeah, I remember it. I still don't know who that is. It's fucking deplane, deplane guy from Fantasy Island. Tattoo. I got a tattoo, a tattoo. I thought that was funny. Well, it's not. <laughs> 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 I, I actually think I actually think a tattoo a tattoo is very funny um, <laughs> so I, I don't think he's wrong there I've had that in my head all day just when you say a Duplane 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 guy oh. <laughs> that is an excellent impression <laughs> <laughs> thank you I was walking around last night about half hour just to myself just, just calling people just calling people guys um, <laughs> I Even thought, that is funny, isn't it? The way he says "guy" and just calls yeah. people guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure him just saying, "Come on, guy." Heart, like, <laughs> well, just in time through the film is what charmed me. That's what brought me back around on it. His laugh as well. I thought. <laughs> one of them where you hear him speak for the first time, you're like, "Is he really going to be like this for the entire film?" He's going to keep it up. <laughs> and then obviously he does. Um, did, would that hamper your rewatchability? The fact that it is two hours. Do you, I've watched it. It did twice have in. me shook when I started watching it, and then saw it was two hours. Yeah, yeah. So possibly, if it came up to it again, I think once you got it on, you'd still enjoy it. But yeah, for me, I, I, even just seeing that runtime is like, oof. I don't think it felt like a two-hour long. Feels like a two-hour long film, personally. No, I agree. Like I having didn't... watched it only two days ago, you could have told me that, that was an hour. That's an hour and a half film, and I'd have been like, "Yeah, right, fair enough." I wouldn't have known really. No, I, I watched it last night, and I didn't. I, I I flew for it. It seems to fly by. Sorry, I didn't think it was. It felt like two hours. You think like with sex, Joe? I I knew that was two <laughs> hours long. Like it's not saying I didn't enjoy it, but I knew, and I was by the end of it, I was thinking you could cut some of this. Whereas that's my boy. I, it just flows. I thought. Well, there's a there's a forty minute difference between that and uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah, Bruce Almighty did feel longer for me. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, probably because there's more more stories to watch, I guess. <laughs> there's no real plot to this. It's just... This is still a great travesty that that's not got to the next round. Well, maybe if you have some big names dropping out, leave us for the voting, and you might have had more of a say. <laughs> but there we go. Best quote then. So now there is quite a few more for this one, and unless Keenan's going to do it for all of them, it might be a lot of bore out where I'm not sure any of us should be attempting the accent. <laughs> if you if you like the impression, I can give it a go. Um, <laughs> You can uh, start us off with a quote. It might be one of them where you've peaked already. Uh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I quite like it. <laughs> the whole scene absolutely kills me, but it's when they're in, when they're uh, getting the massages and he, just, <laughs> he, talk, he talks about, come on, guys, we should be getting whacked off as a team. It should kill me. Um, there should be an appreciation for WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's to bring the that back. best bit of the of the film because I I've watched it on YouTube between between seeing it, the film again. I was still cracking up, like laughing out loud at it. Where you? Is that back? Because I've been dying for that to come back. What's up? With just Keenan doing an impression there, <laughs> whenever I think of people doing impressions, I always think of the scenario of someone saying that TK could do an Alma Fudd impression. <laughs> And then having to like people quieting down the common room <laughs> to try and recreate it. And whenever someone usually does an impression, it's like, oh, that wasn't as good as it uh, usually is straight after. You have to try and like, that wasn't, I don't want to disappoint people here. Even if you can say it for a short burst as well, it's hard to do it for a prolonged period. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's normally what your best impression is. Something, something very short. Yeah, you know, short, just, short just, sentence. Just, just a little sentence to get get rid of it. Um, my favourite quote is when they're they're asking him about uh, his dad, which is obviously him, um, and then he's talking about himself. He's like, yeah, he went, he went down on girls for a wicked long time because <laughs> he was a giver. He wanted to see others happy. <laughs> <laughs> He says, uh, Absolute Jedi with the chicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a great line. He says, of course, of course I knew the guy. He had fucking great hair. Jedi with the chicks. Went around and goes for a wicked long time for the dinner. And one of the other's happy. Well, his Boston accent is so bad. It's just, <laughs> like, I know it's done intentionally, but it's just so bad. That that's what I think that's part of the reason it just, I came back around on it. Like, it's just you, that bad. Yeah. It's funny. Maybe they just knew it was bad as well. In that first scene where he's talking to, was it Rex? Was it face? Yeah. Um, they put as much Boston memorabilia in that room as they can get. Yeah. So you've got the picture of Brady. You've got um, a Bruins jersey up. You've got a Red Sox poster as well. They literally just crammed it as full of as many Boston-related things as they could. Keenan mentioned the massage parlor. Donnie says in there, 
how much did it tickle my pickle to get my cramps? Give me a hojo to go, sweetheart. I'm not asking a finger at the ass. Just want you to do it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the camera pans and then you realise that they're all in there with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like when Todd says to him, what, so you were just, just going to get a hand job in, in front of all of us. With us all, <laughs> he's got, sorry, with us all here. And he just looks at the masseuse and goes, I don't know, am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think it was on the trailer as well, uh, Todd saying, you know what, I remember you making me drive home from the beach because you got too drunk. So it makes <laughs> sense to me when somebody's hammered there. I'm going to drive them home. <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> that whole exchange like lays it out perfectly, the film. No, I don't remember that, okay? You know what I do remember? You making me drive you home from the beach because you got too drunk. It makes sense to me when somebody's hammered, they have another guy drive home. I was eight. But you looked 14 because you were such a huge fat fuck. I'm sorry. You're such an asshole. Dude! He says that and he was like, you drove like a champ. <laughs> He's like, I've got diabetes because you let me have so much sugar. He's like, you wanted it. <laughs> like you're supposed to say no. <laughs> On the first uh, like meeting at the like, wedding party, <laughs> that guy says, uh, hey, look, this might seem weird, but do you think you would have... He's like, bone your wife? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'd love to. She's like, I'll <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you for an autograph. <laughs> uh, I, I like the, the just the whole first exchange with Vanilla Rice. Um, we're talking about the money. It's like, yeah, we were friends till you banged my mum. Um, and then he, he asked, asked him for the money, and he's like, uh, he says he says Queen took fifty percent, Shug took the other sixty. I owe money, <laughs> I owe money when that shit. Is. <laughs> And then when he he says that it's not like her last name was Ice. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah, your mum, maybe I should ask your mum, she'll lend me the money. Um, And then they have their little row. Well, isn't that when he says, how close was your your mother? And he says, you should have known by a haircut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Near the the end of the film, when he's uh, tracking down Todd Missus, and uh, he goes to the hotel room. And the guy says, "No, you're not. You're um, what was his name there? You're you're Donny uh, Bergen." He says, uh, "Hey, when the legendary Donny Bergen comes in, using a fake name, you go with it." And the guy looks <laughs> so perplexed. He's probably like disciplining him, isn't he? He's like, "Look, yeah. you go with it." Right? When he comes in, so good. I've actually got the whole story of uh, when Donny says he came into his life, but I don't think you need me to read that out. Maybe I'll get the audio clip in here to do it justice. <laughs> Unless Keenan wants to read out the entire speech. <laughs> What's the speech? I fucking leap down there myself, right? And I give him a little shove in the hiney. Get out of the way, buddy! Next thing you know, I realize this thing's gonna hit me. I fucking remember, though. I had a kung fu instructor who taught me how to tighten the diaphragm. And I bring it in there. And I feel the dream go by. My eyes are closed. Rips my shirt off my body. Okay, I open my eyes. I see all these chicks just kind of looking at me going, what is that? It's the fucking most chiseled guy I've ever seen. That works out at the time. Anyways, the place goes bananas for me. I sign a couple of titties. I start hanging out with this guy. Yeah, but it's best friends, right? Here you go, my boy. With him saying uh, about dropping a burrito on the train tracks. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not going to train whizzing that my loop. <laughs> Why don't you just buy another burrito? <laughs> I just can't believe I've never heard that story before. Why wouldn't you just get another burrito, Todd? Uh, wouldn't it be dirty? 
<laughs> and they're all just so outraged at him. <laughs> he says, I had a kung fu instructor who taught me how to tighten the diaphragm and I bring it in there. I've got a train going by, my eyes are closed, my shirt rips off. I open my eyes and all these chicks are looking at me saying, what is that? The most fucking chiseled guy I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like, anyway, the place goes bananas, I've a couple of teas. I started hanging out with this guy ever since. <laughs> in in that in that speech um, when he says uh, it's like the most chiseled guy I've ever seen he just goes he drops a little and he goes yeah I used to work out then um, and then he dis- <laughs> then he disappears um, <laughs> where he talks about his dad dying or quite like that where he just says yeah it was just a <laughs> kneecap and a little bit of nutsack <laughs> and nobody ever questions him when he's saying all this stuff. like he's saying it's old women middle-aged women doesn't matter they're always like yeah yeah okay yeah, that, that and then if that Todd done. does anything they're just like Todd come on <laughs> how how much did you laugh when he hands over the uh, engagement present saying how to screw in the dark and it's a screwdriver and a torch <laughs> <laughs> he's like I don't know why they come up with it <laughs> And when he hands it to the old woman and she starts cracking up at it as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, the other bit that kills me is when the the old the old dear is picking up the tissues oh. and he gives him he gives him, he gives, him the, 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 gives her the chat about being ill and then she's like, Yeah, if he's not very well, probably wants to stop masturbating so much. <laughs> um but the best bit of it of that for me is when he wakes when he's like, Oh, you can stop being asleep now and he's just like, Yeah, the old the old broad knew I was whacking it the old time, didn't he? <laughs> and just starts starts roaring. <laughs> the fact that off camera Vanilla Ice goes through as well at the end and he's like Vanilla Ice fuck grandma <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible good call Han Solo cause your fiance banged him too oh, I didn't know about the brother thing though I, I am as sickened as you believe me you know what it's alright Steve cause guess what Donnie and Vanilla Ice fucked your mom oh. Vanilla Ice banged grandma that's fucking awesome! <laughs> I love when he makes a little pop up in the film. Uh, the, the bloke who plays the boss's son. Yeah, I always forget yeah. his name. He's oh, just like a, he's just a Sandler guy. Yeah, he just same as Nick Swanson to be honest. Because we were chatting about it, and you said his name, and I was like, I've got no clue. I just know him as the little rodenty guy that's in the Sandler films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always remember him mainly for working at Bed Bath and Beyond in Click. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that anyone else have any more quotes before we get on to the judging? No, not in, in all honesty, that whole the whole spa scene is just you know, yeah. I just put the whole thing. It's, it's, it's class, isn't it? Honestly, one of the best scenes in any comedy I've seen. It genuinely is for all Sanders had some great ones. I think that is some of Sanders' best work in that one scene. It's so it's good. It's not, look at you guys, you got your face covered in leprechaun shit. Fucking you guys got your face covered in leprechaun shit. We should be getting whacked off, all of us as a fucking team. Donnie, I think we've had enough excitement for one night. Besides, it's not like you can throw together a whole other party this late. I could have six chicks making out with each other on our laps in ten minutes. I can stay out a little later. BAM! We gonna get our dick sucked. <laughs> there it is. Unless uh, Mrs. Ravensdale, you wanna whip them knockers out? We'd love to see them. <laughs> we should be getting whacked off as a fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, when they go to the strip club and he's and he's like, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've only actually seen her two vaginas in my life. And she and he's like, I'm counting that as three answers. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the the last 
quote from that Friday that literally sticks with me throughout this whole film is uh, when he's telling them that they're going to go out or whatever, and the dad goes, I can stay a little longer, and then the, the boss guy, I don't know if it's just his voice or what, but when he goes, we gonna get our dicks, uh, <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm in pieces every time. Um, I quite like it, just back to the beginning of it, where they talk about, just when the judge goes, oh, they're talking about obviously what's happened, and he's like, oh, I don't see much of a crime here. I know most of you think this is a, it's any teenage boy's dream, and every bloke in the courtroom's just like smiling and chuckling <laughs> yeah. themselves. It's, it's like, there's, years earlier, you've got the South Park episode where, they're reporting uh, <laughs> nice. Ike for being with the teacher when he's in like preschool and the teacher's yeah. like this whole, <laughs> just go nice <laughs> nice every last moment the, the jokes are on... so bad <laughs> if you're building on what Keenan said in terms of like moments the just the idea of those two getting caught during like a whole school assembly or whatever yeah. and then not only do they get caught, but everyone gives them a standard ovation. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, like, all the male teachers are all just there, like, yeah, fair play. I do like the bit right at the beginning when he's in the detention and she just takes him back into the office and the camera just pans to his mate who's got the cast on. <laughs> like, and his jaws just hit the floor. <laughs> his mate says earlier, he's like, what's a hand job? I want one. Yeah. <laughs> a couple more categories then. So How weird must moments. that have been for that woman to shoot, by the way? Yeah. I mean, you've got to, have some, to be able to do that with a sort of straight face. It's incredible. Best moment, so is it fair to say that you're going for the uh, spa scene, TK? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's plenty to choose from, but that scene is just unbelievable. My, mine is the was-up scene. I know. <laughs> the moment where he floats it out and he's like, is that back? I've been dying for that to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I'd probably go spa scene as well, but as an honourable mention, I've got the, just the opening scene and the montage. So the, the bit where he obviously bangs the teacher, but then the, the montage that comes after that as well. Um, but, and then the one that his mate says, like, what's, what's a handjob? And he's like, I don't know, but I think I want one. <laughs> got a parachute. He just, it does, sure, it does lay out the, uh, sort of foundations of the film perfectly. So like, uh, at the end of the courtroom scene, the judge is like, that's just mental. <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. You're looking at this thinking, yeah, what is going on here? We've not mentioned the baseball scene yet either. Uh, can we have the two-year-old kid as the uh, possibly best side character? Just <laughs> the, back yeah. the, the real star of the movie. But the grandma makes a diving catch there as well. Yeah. <laughs> well what's your best, best moment or scene, Keenan? I would go. For, I would go from when they get to the spa to I don't know. If, I don't know if you can call it a moment. It's probably split into two. But from there to the strip club, they're going to pick up vanilla ice. Uh, <laughs> to them. That's, say, a moment. that's 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 a third of the film. Yeah, I see. I've got it. I've got it down in my notes. It's bachelor party spa, and then it just extends into bachelor party whole. If TK's taken the spa, which is pro- probably the winner, my honourable mention would be the, the night out with Vanilla Ice and the following morning when he runs in with when he runs in with a, with a piece. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And she's obviously raging because he's puked and jizzed on her on her dress, <laughs> and she's so fuming she doesn't even really question that Vanilla Ice has just run in. 
Yeah. It's just like a brief question. Is that Vanilla Ice? And then, oh, I haven't got time for this. What? Vanilla Ice, I'll say now, is my pick for best side character. Yeah, he's mine as well. Mine would be Rex Ryan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like doing nothing in the film. Yeah. <laughs> he's there. If it wasn't for, well, probably, you know, if it wasn't for Vanilla Ice, then it would be, it would be Rex Ryan, despite the fact that he does nothing. <laughs> Why does he have a Bill Belichick bobblehead in his desk as well? Because it's all just Boston, <laughs> isn't it? I was I was going to give an honourable mention to the side character for Phil, the guy who introduces himself to the stripper. <laughs> yeah, just, and wow. he's just constantly there, like the most straight laced guy. And then he's getting a getting sucked off by the one who's got a neck brace. <laughs> well, it, so. <laughs> I've got the priest. Well, they announce on the, the tunnel, don't they? It's here against doctor's advice. <laughs> yeah, Keen yeah, um, is right. He just mentioned the priest. That's a great moment when yeah. he fights the priest. There was a moment at first where I thought it was Ric Flair, and then I realised it wasn't. <laughs> you realised it was Sonny from The Godfather? I had it. I thought it was... Um, what else is he in? The Father and Elf? No, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. James Kelly. I, I said stepbrother in my head then, and I was thinking, definitely not him, and then... <laughs> yeah, it was spot on. Um, all right, we'll, we'll do the others when we do these uh, comparisons then for to decide who the winner is. So this is where it all comes together here. I'll clear my little templates. We've got a blank scoreboard. Let's see how we go there. As we've done normally, if it's a tie for what we both, for what, not we both, what we all think, whether it's 2-2, then we void that section unless... It's a tie at the end, and then we come back to what wins on uh, which did you prefer, and that's the tiebreaker decider <sighs> if, it does, if it is that close. Sheesh. So first question then, which did you prefer, <laughs> Sean? Ah, uh, tough one. Why did you have to come to me first? Because <laughs> you usually take the longest to answer, so I thought we'd get it out of the way with. <laughs> uh, I had to choose one. Which you did. A <laughs> <laughs> metaphorical gun is to your head right now. Uh, uh, that's my boy. Keenan? That's my boy. TK? I think you probably know it's that's, it's that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a sweep for that question, so if it is a tie. I am, I'm surprised though, I thought I might be in the minority. I knew TK. I thought I might be the only one to bat for it. Uh, I'll start here. So rewatchability, I, I I would actually give that to Liar Liar. Uh, I would say that as well. Yeah, I think I you can. I think it would view better if I watch them both again now. Then I think I would enjoy Liar Liar more than watching. Uh, that's my boy again. If you gave me a choice between watching the two right now, considering I've watched them the last two consecutive nights, I'd still choose that's my boy. Yep, I'm with Keenan. We got a tie. Part of me was hoping that it would be like Hell's Kitchen with the uh, contest where it just happens to come down to a tiebreaker at the end on every single one. <laughs> <laughs> so Keenan's deprived us of that. <laughs> <laughs> Most quotable, um, I would say, judging by the length of time we had for quotes on That's My Boy and Liar Liar. Is it, would anyone pick Liar Liar for that? Question? No, I don't think as we discussed, it's not really a quotable film. I think so. Shoot, yeah. is that you rustling around? 
poor no. listeners. So most quotable. So we've got the two now lead for that's my boy. Best quotes then. Which would you go for? Oof. Uh, I I would go with one one of the many things Sander says in that spa. Maybe we should be getting whacked off as a fucking team. Might get one <laughs> Might get them off. That that or the plane. The plane would actually be probably. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. Would win it for me as well. I'm I'm actually torn here because my favourite quote was "was up," which I don't know if you can count as a "that's my boy" quote, although it is in the film. If I if it was going up against one for me, it would be him saying, "Hey Fletcher, how's it hanging?" Short, short, yeah. to the left. Yeah, he, probably is the best quote in liar liar. That's gonna get that's gonna get my vote for uh, so. We got everyone else's vote. Yeah, I've got, yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. I will. will go with the plane. The plane just to make it different from yeah. CK. I was uh-huh. having a little war in my head trying to come up with it, so that's why I uh, wasn't too sure. Best moment slash scene. It's got to be the spa scene, surely. <laughs> yeah, the courtroom is a pretty good contender if you match it up against it. I mean, it's. It's a better scene in terms of there's more going on. Spar scene's funnier. Yeah, if you it, if, if it's, it's just about what's the funnier. It's a better cinematic scene, I would say, um, for sure, because it's a far more serious. The there's the lessons part, being learned in that. Yeah, <laughs> there's no lessons being learned in us. The only the only lesson we're being learned is that Adam Sandler's willing to get willing to get tugged off in public. <laughs> <laughs> And I think if you looked at him, you probably guessed that anyway. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't need him to say, did we? No. Had a guess. <laughs> Which film suffers the most if you take both scenes out? Liar, liar. Well, it's a more <laughs> integral scene in Liar, liar. There's <laughs> <laughs> no courtroom scene. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your answer. <laughs> How is that the answer? Well, in that case, it's answer. liar, liar. After. <laughs> yeah. So it's liar, liar. Well, I'm going to give the courtroom scene the vote. I think, for me, like I said at the start, the whole package of That's My Boy, it's not really a debate for me. But when narrowing it down, which is kind of the point of the category, I guess, that's when it becomes I could, closer. I, I could probably oh, see that, ground on there in terms of I can probably see that that is integral to the film. So. Oh. If you want, oh, if you want to make it a sweep, I, I like I say that that was the most memorable out of the two out of the two films. Before rewatching them, if you'd have asked me to name a scene out of either film, the courtroom scene would have been my answer. Yeah, um, if you spoke to us in a few months down the line. You said pick a scene from these two films. What's first one that comes to your head? You'd probably yeah. say the courtroom, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think it's got the bigger impact. Yeah. So, best side character then. That's fine. Is it vanilla ice, please? Yeah, my, that's my boy gets the the vote for me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got to probably got to be vanilla ice, isn't it? If it's not vanilla ice, I'll take the priest or Gerald. Gerald, the dad, he's quite he, he's good into all the scenes he's in. He is, isn't he? Actually, bigger impact. <laughs> the priest, kind of. 
from what we've seen with both, it kind of has to be lie a lie, doesn't it? One was a box office smash. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. one, the impact is people debating whether it is or isn't the worst movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Despite what we're saying. Um, they must have watched a different film. <laughs> or we're just really bad people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just could be either. I think the fact that I knew people reviewed it like this before I ever first watched That's My Boys really helped. I was, I was, I just knew people hated it, and I was watching it, laughing out loud, thinking, "I don't know what's wrong with people. This is crazy." But so if it's if it's a comedy, if it's a comedy in this style where it's supposed to be a bit offensive, if people are, "Oh, this is awful," it hopes me up to watch it more. Yeah. If this was, yeah. if 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 it was an action film or a horror film, and it, uh, if it was like an action film or a thriller or something, they were like, "This could be the worst thing that's ever made." I'd probably just skip it altogether. If yeah, it's a, a comedy that's supposed to be offensive. And it's getting reviews that oh this is terrible, like the Project X reviews. Some of them were like this is awful, and again, oh, a little bit like with film were like American Pie, wasn't it? All those yeah. reviews we read this here, and it was just you know uh, sort of smutty and stuff. I was like, well, that's what we came for. Well, I yeah. don't know what, what were you queuing up for. Hey, no, well, Sh- Shawshank Redemption got uh, slated when it first came out. Yeah, all yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's like they're telling all these critics they're about to sit down and watch Shawshank Redemption and then put it on that's my. <laughs> But yeah, part of my it, thinking, sorry. I was thinking, you do wonder what these sort of critics were going in, expecting like an Adam Sandler film. How when he was a teenager, he ends up having a kid with a teacher. I don't think anyone's kidding themselves about what's about to happen in this film. <laughs> no, there, there ain't, there's not going to be a lot of moral lessons in that. No, I quite like that. From what I've seen in the promotional push, they didn't try to sell that's my boy like that. They kind of let the critics and whoever else sell it for them because. It makes me think, I remember, TK, when we saw the trailer for that film, The Hunt, which came out this year, and the entire trailer was them saying, this is so shocking, this is the most controversial film you'll ever see. And when they're selling it like that, it does seem like it's trying too hard to be that. Whereas, That's My Boy just strikes me as, this is what Sandler thinks is funny. And if you're kind of Sandler, you're going to find it funny as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sandler fans. It, it it's very much like these like K-pop fans where no one else can understand why on earth they like it. <laughs> but if you do like Adam Sandler, all these things are literally just you're gonna like every kind of joke he makes like this. People who hate Orig- him really do hate him as well. Yeah. <laughs> Originality. <sighs> liar, liar for me. I would say liar, liar because. As original as That's My Boy is, it is also every Sandler film ever yeah. made at the same time. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, school I'm... play. It's like the same cast playing a different uh, like little scene each year. Yeah, the premise is fairly unique, to be fair, but the, the humour is very yeah, Sandler, sure. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The, the premise is the most original part of it, but as you both just said, what actually then goes through. It, or some of it writes itself, I suppose, but it's all much of a muchness. So I'll give you, I'll give it to Liar Liar. And there have been films regarding Lion since Liar Liar, so it does suggest that's kind of sparked something. I don't know if yeah. you guys have ever seen um, the invention of the invention of Lion by Ricky Gervais. No, I. But, that was one where the reviews were enough to tell me don't watch this. Yeah, yeah, but again, followed a similar sort of principle, so it's obviously yeah. sparked something. MVP. 
It's hard to go against Donny here, isn't it? Impossible for me across the two, <laughs> across the two films. Yeah, yeah. The, the the other contender surely has to be Max from Liar Liar, who's the most most actual, most valuable person because the film doesn't really happen without him. <laughs> or the or the birthday cake that he blows out if you really want it. You've got to give it to the cake. Who made the cake? Let's find out. <laughs> I am whoever that baker is. Give, give him an award. Who made Does, the cake that has the ability to grant wishes? Does that my boy happen without Rex Ryan? <laughs> Does he go to the wedding? No, I mean, no, you are right because he puts him onto it, doesn't he? He says, Look, yeah. you've got to go get hold of this. Um, I would say Donnie, just class. He also Lyle, does time, Lyle. unless Rex Ryan puts that belt on for him, he does time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, he, he's, I don't know if he's MVP, but he's probably he's the, he's the real hero of the film. <laughs> liar Liar would just be. Jim Carrey not caring about offending anyone with his lies if his son isn't involved. Yeah. So yeah. It could have been a completely sure. different film if his son wasn't there. Yeah, I, saw, <laughs> I mean, as an actual MVP, he's probably, he's probably quite a good shout, but just out of preference, I'll give it to Donny Berger. Best soundtrack? That's my boy. Yeah, it's, it's mostly original scores for um, Liar Liar. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. So if that tickles a gooch, then it's a seller, but if not, it's not. Yeah, I can't say I even really thought about the soundtrack with Lola. No. Uh, better ending. Mm. Quite like the quite like the big lad winning the marathon. That's quite funny. Uh, I quite liked it as well, and I felt bad for preferring that ending. <laughs> it's like because it's too Lyle cheesy. Is, it's a it's a lovely ending, isn't it? But we're not here for so lovely. Feel good ending. It is, yeah. I mean, in in all this, we talked about like best moments and stuff. The when he crashes the wedding at the end of that's my boy is a sensational scene as well. When oh yeah, my word! Can't believe us not been not got a mention. Yeah, we, we, we haven't even talked about the incest. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck your brother! Oh my god! Fucking white people. <laughs> I'm not looking so bad now, am I, Dad? <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. I can see why. If the critic didn't like it, they really did think, right, they're really struggling here. They have to get incest in there. Well, if we had a <laughs> decent a soundbite for TK um, last week, we just had Sean say we haven't even spoken about the incest and TK say, <laughs> I can see why. So if I'll just crop it in that, then we've got another <laughs> Um, they're both. I mean, they're both reasonably fairy tale endings, aren't they? He Todd walks away from your one who's basically just well, she's just shagging her own brother. Um, <laughs> to, to <laughs> the boss who gets away with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because <laughs> she was fucking Steve, her brother. <laughs> yeah, Steve Spiro. No one cares about him. <laughs> like, I love that he has to point out he didn't know she was fucking his brother. As well. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to, wouldn't you? Because you can't, you can't actually be associated with it. <laughs> It was quite satisfying every time you see uh, someone get cracked over the head with a bottle. It yeah. really was, and said bottle never smashes. Whoever the sound effect <laughs> bloke was in that deserves 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 a nod because it's always a money. proper crisp connection. Um, ending wise, probably that's my boy. I've just seen that that's my boy is banned in several European countries, so that is <laughs> a good bit trivia there. That's I'm going to go for Liar Liar for ending. 
Yeah, I get. I it get is that. The, you love a bit of cheese, though, don't a, you? I do love a bit of cheese. Yeah. The only person who likes a bit of cheese in this house, coincidentally. That is true. We are a cheeseless house. <laughs> TK, my guy. Always <laughs> said it. You've, you've got to say that the 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 wife here. She's just put up with all the nonsense, and he chases a plane down once, and she's like, "Right, you've charmed me." Forgets everything bad he's ever done. She references the fact that he's cheated on her. Yeah. At the start. Yeah. And then it's point. all sound. It's Ross and Rachel and friends, isn't it? Apparently, <laughs> if, you make, if, you, if you make a magic dash to the airport, then you're golden. <laughs> don't, don't know what it is. Don't know what it is about uh, JFK Airport, but apparently you get away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which which movie had the better chemistry? Oh, because I actually don't know if Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler had good chemistry. I was asking myself while watching it. I thought they were both the f- great, but then part of it, I guess, is that they don't have chemistry. So yeah, I, I was going to get... say for part of the film, they're not supposed to, are they? Um, no. But I did believe the Jim Carrey and his son, and I did believe they was his ex-wife. Yeah, I, I, I'd be happy to give it to to Liar Liar. I mean, as a duo, Donny Berger and Vanilla Ice, top draw. <laughs> like you can believe that they were having some wild times in the nineties. See, with the the beer was the thing with Liar Liar, the fact that the wife can't stand this new guy because he's too goofy. Like <laughs> you, you were with Jim Carrey. And the new guy is just no, no. He's just a bit much, isn't he? I can't stand this guy. Uh, it's, it's so cringy when he the 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 claw the guy does the claw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Horrible. I think this is a hard one because I wouldn't say who because I look. It's hard to think of someone that um, Fletch has or Jim Carrey has chemistry with in the film because he's, he's kind of standing. He is right the about the sun. I, I I was thinking the same as you, and then when he said the sun, I was like, yeah, he does make it believable, doesn't he? With the sun, the sun, yeah. Which is the whole main point thing in the point film. Yeah, yeah it does does yeah, rely on it, so, doesn't it? Yeah. So I will yeah. cast my vote for liar liar um, for that for chemistry. Yeah, I'll go for that as well on that basis. So that was ultimately meaningless the last question it is that's my boy going through to the next round with a 7-4 victory is that the closest so far I believe so because when I did it like I was trying to work it out last night I had it 6-6 and then there's some things I'd obviously missed that we've gone back over so yeah it was very close I love that I think we've done it but we've paid due respect to Lila yeah yeah it's gone to overtime um I knew there's something else I meant to say. We've already inducted one person to the uh, Leslie Mann Hall of Fame. Older Mrs. McGarrickle. Oh, Susan yes Sarandon. No. Susan Sarandon. So yes from me. I think that ticks all the boxes for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 She's uh, she's probably been unfortunate with age because if she was a little bit younger, she might actually be too good for it. Yeah. That's but yeah. Past, past the peak. You're catching stuff in a lot I'm afraid. Same thing with Leslie Mann as well, though. She's 40, so. Uh... Susan Sarandon's got to be by 60, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she's got to be, hasn't she? I mean, she, was, she was knocking out sex in the city 25 years ago. Fuck me, she's 73. And Leslie Mann's 48, <laughs> so. Uh, we've, Jesus Christ. We've, we've done them both a favour, actually, I was, so. I was about to say at least that's my worst Wallagan, but she would have been 65. <laughs> <laughs> 
She wasn't retirement age. That's perfect entry then. I'm really glad I didn't say what I was going to. Now the ages have been revealed. Would Heather Graham be in the Lesser Man Hall of Fame, or is she too? She says she's too good. Heather Graham. She's in um the Hangover. Hangover and Austin Powers. Austin Powers. I think she. I think she could be a good show. Yeah. Wow. Whenever, whenever I think of Leslie Mann, I think of. But also, we why. do have the. We, we are going to do the hangover, <laughs> so let's not have this discussion there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> also, I was wondering after after this week's, can we add another category where it's the the Rex Ryan cameo Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like the idea. I'll add it to the list now. The the most outrageous cameo appearances. Just the first scene, or just somebody who's in a scene, for example. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we've been definitive there, because we'll just end up in a row as to what defines a cameo or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Some a solid truth. So to give you an example, just because we're talking about The Hangover, but uh, Brian Callan plays the guy in The Wedding Chapel who's only in one scene, but he's brilliant in that, that one scene. Yeah, I get you. Brian Callan before he was Brian Callan. Yeah, I suppose so. Before he became, um, he just talks about fights now all the time. Famous for being <laughs> Rogan and Shorbs, mate. Yeah. Last couple of questions, then. So, just kind of the talking points. Um, I don't have any recastings for this one, so someone else can maybe take over if they have any. If not, then we'll leave it out. But real star of the film. I think this is a rare one where the re- the real star of the film is the real star of the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're never gonna have anything else with a Jim Carrey film. No, and, and, and you're not. The same with the sound. I was gonna say if if you apply that theory to to Jim Jim Carrey from '96 onwards, you've got the same thing about Sandler. I mean, this film actually probably only gets made because Adam Sandler's agreed to do it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> like, Any success it does have is only carried by him, isn't it? There was something on Rotten Tomatoes where they name. were saying maybe when Adam Sandler's legacy gets looked at, the thing he should be most commended for is the high-profile celebrities and actors that he can actually convince to do these films, which yeah. no one else could ever convince anyone to do. Yeah. 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 I, I suppose it probably comes... He's been around a long time, and he seems to have a massive group of mates. Like, he gets Chris Rock just to show up in these films. I know he's a little, <laughs> bit, he's a little bit reclusive now, but for a while, Chris Rock was... Chris Rock was not quite as big as Eddie Murphy in the eighties, but Chris Rock was massive. Yeah, yeah. probably the most famous stand-up comedian on the planet for a for a while. For a period, yeah, definitely. For for like eighteen months, two years, two and a half years. So to get him dropping into it's mint. Apparently, he's an asshole, which I can completely believe. Who, Chris Rock? Yeah, I really don't want that to be true. No, no. I I've, imagine I've seen people say it before, and I've seen interviews where I thought I could. Definitely see how you could turn quite easily, <laughs> but it's probably people constantly asking him to be funny would probably just irritate you. So I can't. A lot of comedians that. are like that. So it's, he um he he said he said that about um he said said that about films. He said if I'm the one booking the film or if I'm the star, I get to be a little bit more serious. But he was he said uh, if I'm turning up in someone else's film, I know I've got to be funny. He said I can't be. I can't remember what he said. He says, I can't be taking taking money off someone else not to be funny, basically. He's the yeah. lead so role maybe, in, the, maybe he does that, in but... the new Saw film. Is he? Yeah. They're nice. doing a spin-off. They're trying to make a Saw universe. Okay. Cool. Interesting. I think he part-funded it. I'm not sure. So that might be why. 
Okay. Or St. Louis Production Company or something along those lines. But any recasting suggestions or are we moving past that for this week? I can't really see any. You said about, um, you got mentioned so, that Robin Williams could have done the Jim Carrey role, I think. I think that could have worked. I don't think it's, he's an arsehole enough. Like, I can believe that Jim Carrey is one. Like, true. when he wants to be. Like, Robin Williams was such a friendly, had such a friendly face. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just thought he could have uh, done the exaggerated I can't lie thing. He could have pulled that off well, as well as having. That's a good chemistry with a kid. Never sounds good, that does it? But you know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, if the cast swapped, which film works best? <laughs> Adam Sandler in that role is Christ. <laughs> that would be something <laughs> for the ages. Jim Carrey is Donny uh, Donny Berger though. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'd. I think that could work better than the other way around. So crazy uncomfortable if you want me to watch one I watch Adam Sandler in Liar Liar before I watch Jim Carrey and that's my boy really? yeah I think I go the other way I think I watch Carrey in, in that's my boy you go the other way it is <laughs> but you could you could you could still see Sandler as the scumbag dad you can kind of <laughs> see that I can see that so he plays that in every film where he has kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, yeah. Shit father at the start of the film, he comes around to the idea of being a good father by the end of <laughs> The only way the film with kids. you could have improved That's My Boy is if you had a good old Sandler shut up where he, where he revs it up. Yeah. <laughs> but we've got Happy Gilmore in a fortnight, so <laughs> but then. If you add Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, does the movie improve? I don't know where we're going to get him in in Liar Liar. I'm having Owen Wilson as the judge. (laughs) I like it. And Owen Wilson as uh, the bloke with the pimple on his nose. (laughs) Well, they could be the the one that the woman has the affair with. One of them. That could be Vince Vaughn or Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I could see. Hey, Vince Vaughn's a faithful man. <laughs> so I'll never disrespect him on this podcast. <laughs> um, so that's my boy. I would, whoever the bloke who plays Phil is, I want that to be Owen Wilson. <laughs> um, I quite uh, Vince Vaughn. He's probably a little young, but if I can squeeze him in as Gerald the dad, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> just, just so they're there, they're there for the st- there for the stag do all of it. And they're there for the church scene and stuff, so they 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 all do the important bits. I like you thinking you managed to manoeuvre them into the bachelor party. Yeah, well, that's what you want. You want that's what that, that's what they're there for, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, Vanilla Rice is busy. I think you can put Vince Vaughn there as well. What playing himself? Playing <laughs> Vin- Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I suppose him and Donny they could have had it that they met around. Well, did he say he, he was called like Uncle V as well, wasn't he? So that would work. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Nice. Um, could explain that they met around around the time of Swingers when Vince Vaughn was doing the dance <laughs> well I think that ties us up for today so there you go congratulations Adam Sandler maybe uh, we'll have him on the podcast <laughs> may have something special coming next week 
we may not. So uh, we'll <laughs> remain tight-lipped on that until we get there. But thanks again for listening to another edition of Movie Madness. Tropic Thunder against Pineapple Express next week. That's heavy hitters. <laughs> that is heavy hitters. <laughs> this, that's like an FA Cup draw. You've got two big players in the third round. Yeah, this is that. That could be our equivalent. Oh, that's that's a big moment. You this don't want to even run to go up. That's just the way it goes. I too, we have got this on at five thirty. Yeah, I was just a, <laughs> trying to give an equivalent, but I couldn't find one that I liked enough. <laughs> it's not. It's not quite Lakers Celtic. Um, Celtics. <laughs> Um, yeah. but it but it is big nonetheless yeah it's big thanks again for listening we'll be back stay safe